I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to some Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Sevis, and I'm joined as always here in the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Cephas, it is election season, and I would like to cast my votes for whichever person wants to legalize sex workers, sports gambling, and, of course, sex workers. Um, I, very, <laughs> I very much support you hardworking whores of the night because nothing, and I mean nothing, Screams feminism like taking off your clothes every night and pleasing strange men sexually. What's up, AOC? <laughs> now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling zippity doo out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill. By now, we will make you laugh. <laughs> We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we'll make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on a sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a 1985 by Y Valley Brewery in hmm. Stoke Lacey, England. <clears throat> Yuck. Uh, two out of five stars, not great. Mm-hmm. Like most things English. But speaking of the English, did you know that on this day back in 1936, the BBC started the first high-definition TV broadcasting service? Also on this day, Daniel Boone was born. 
Daniel Boone, of course, was a famous American frontiersman who once caught a jackrabbit on foot just so he could use it to beat a mountain lion to death with it, which, of course, is where the (laughs) phrase that we all use comes from, you got to be quick to get the pussy. Hmm, okay. Also today, Marie Antoinette, it's her birthday. She, of course, is one of history's most maligned monarchs who famously uttered the phrase, let them eat cake then, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. told that her peasants were out of bread. Also, it's widely reported that she had little tits and an overly hairy snatch. But more important and more apropos to our beer selection than any of these is that on this day, in 1983, the single most successful selling album of all time dropped Thriller by Michael Jackson. And if you're our age, then there is a less than 0% chance that your mother, sister, basically anyone that you <laughs> knew didn't have this album on vinyl, on an 8-track, on cassette disc. Uh, yeah, we salute you, Michael Jackson. Yeah, we, we salute you, Michael Jackson. You are a fantastic uh, pioneer for um, black people who turned white. Like That's that just amazing. <laughs> just amazing. You, you, and, you and Sammy Sosa, ch- champions. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we're going to do the podcast. We're going to the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? We're going to give you every, and I do mean every, win in the air in the NFL tonight. And of course, of <laughs> course, we're going to get you paid with those free picks as we always do. But right now, we got to get paid into that. Here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Put It Inner Dating app. Are you tired of dating apps that advertise finding your true love or your soulmate? or some other bullshit that the fucking Lifetime channel makes a shitty-ass Saturday afternoon movie about, well, then you need to download Put It Inner. Put It Inner is the revolutionary new dating app that really isn't a dating app at all. It's simply a service for banging average to below average looking chicks and finding your new rock bottom one late night fuckscapade at a time. Who needs love when you can plow your way through every single five within a 50 mile radius? And sure, if your friends ever see one of these mongoloids you brought home to bump fuzzies with, you'll be shamed unmercifully, but fuck them! Just get them to download Put It Inner 2 and you and your boys can start an ugliest bang of the week contest where the winner is also the biggest fucking loser. So, if you're ready to get out there and pound that poonanny pavement, hit the poon swoon, plug the three-eyed turtle, god damn it, if you want to go ball sacking up Beaver Mountain every night, then you need to download Put It Inner right now. Put It Inner. It beats jerking off. Sometimes. Jesus Christ, Longhorn, uh, that Put It Inner dating app. Now, we don't, you know, Mm. correlate the ads that you know that whatever the ad, whatever the company sends the after the week right. with your uh, right opening monologue, but <laughs> I think that those uh, correlated pretty well. That put it in her dating app sounds mm-hmm. like a fantastic product. I wonder what uh, AOC's profile looks <laughs> like on that. Uh, well, I mean, you everything's correlating tonight because your beer. Uh, story started with BBC, and I mean, I know what that stands. That's not that's no publication in Britain. That that, that stands for something else, as far as AOC is concerned. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking. Not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me?
Alright, boys and girls, as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week that is is that our week started and ended with a win. <laughs> Ann's already started this week with a couple of them for the next week, but that'll next week. But anyway, yeah. in between the starting and the ending, the bookends of the win was the bad, and that was us in the NFL. Dude. Oh, that was a fucking stinko Sunday. I have to say that. I don't think I've seen that many things go wrong since, uh, I don't know, about two years ago and a week from today, something like that. I don't, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Our, that the middle of that football weekend went about as good as you sound right now. So that's that's yeah. kind of how that went. Yep, playing a little injured tonight, but uh, we're gonna move <laughs> on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? And this week, that award firmly belongs to your. Detroit Lions. Plus three and a half we took them. They get up 14 to nothing, which is a funny thing that I used to tease Longhorn about, and you guys have been listening long enough, you know this. Anytime, this was actually statistically true, and I don't remember the number now, but when Matt Stafford was with the Lions, anytime they got up by 10 points at any (laughs) point in the game, it was like a 90% that they lose that football game. So you just hammer (laughs) the other team live. Oh, yeah. Hammer. Well, we thought those days were over. The kneecapper's there. New quarterback. <laughs> nah. 27 to 17 in halftime. So we're still up by 10. So technically we're up by 13. We're almost up by two touchdowns <clears throat> with the spread. Yeah. And then they don't score a single point in mm-hmm. the second half. I fucking hate them. I hate the <laughs> kneecapper. I knew this fucking ATS regression monster was coming for them. After that miracle fucking run they had last year, and it has. They are fucking garbage. I hate them. Yeah, it's hard to... And yeah, I, it was a smash live bet spot. And if you didn't live bet that, then you're just... We haven't taught you anything. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, the kneecapper is... his. He's lost both kneecaps. His patella tendons are hanging out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think that if he can't walk out of the building, they will certainly fucking walk his ass out uh, because his season and his career in Detroit is over. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, It's happening. Stay f***ing What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! Alright boys and girls, it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight in Longhorn. We are starting off hot in Hotland. Those Falcons are <laughs> three-point home dogs to those Los Angeles Superchargers. And spread is? Uh, I said they were three-point home dogs. Okay, so sitting on three. Um, well, 
on this game, I am going to. Well, let's uh, let's say it's let's say three and a quarter. It's three and a quarter. Yeah, I saw it at three and a half earlier, so that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna have my hand over the sounder, and I'm not gonna hit it yet. I'll just keep it there for when I throw it to you, and see what you have to say, and see if it convinces me to hit it. But it's close. Um, in this game, look, everyone is waiting for the Chargers to be the 10-win team they look like on paper coming into the season. And everybody's also waiting for Atlanta to be the 4-win team they look like on paper. Um, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, we're in week 9 now, so some of the preseason priors are, are falling out, and we need to just stick to what's happening on the field currently. And um, at this point... LA is just going to have to prove to me that they're anywhere near what I thought and what a lot of people thought they were going to be. And although I did like the makeup of the look of this Atlanta offense the whole season, I didn't think it would last this long, but they just keep kind of doing chugging along and doing what they do. So this, this really is just a smash spot for Atlanta to me. Um, it's it's not enough for me to hit the sounder because I don't know if there's coming off a bye type type situation that you'll that you'll go over. But um, at three and a half, I I simply love Atlanta at home, uh, the division leading Atlanta Falcons, by the way. Um, and I will reserve the sounder until I hear what you have to say. So take it away. Yeah. So after the bye, uh, away favorite. That is not a spot that you really want to be. There's really only one spot after the bye that you want to be uh, in the data that I have, and that's an away dog, which I think there's not there's not one this week. Uh, so away favorite or 500, so it's a coin flip there. Um, our numbers are on agreement for Atlanta, so that's agreement to the numbers on that. Mm-hmm. Also, so there's the new... Uh, kind of drive per drive stats that i've been pulling i don't want to bust out these numbers yet because they're a little gaudy right now but it's also a short sample size so i'm not trying to get too excited about them but um when this particular matchup has happened so far since so i've been tracking it it's been very favorable to the spot that atlanta's in versus the spot that the chargers are in in the stats and agreement with our power rankings as well that is making it very advantageous to that team so far Again, not going to get too far into that until we get some harder line, line data about it. But uh, definitely looks good there. Now, if you look at the look-ahead line on this, it went from plus 7 in the summertime to plus 3. That's a four-point movement. If you look at their movement through our power rankings, up downgrading, obviously, of the Chargers and upgrading of Atlanta, which has had to happen no matter what you think of the team. They're definitely better than what any of us thought, including Vegas coming in. That's probably close to a fair move right now. So honestly, in the market, I don't see a lot of value in it. Um, and the one thing against Atlanta, though, working for them here is week nine and on, uh, home dogs from two to four with a 50% winning percentage versus a team with a better than 50% winning percentage. 15, 24, and 5. So they only covered 38.5% of the time in this spot this late in the season. So that is one thing to cool on the Atlanta trend right there. But (coughs) that's only one trend 
in one spot of data, everything else points towards Atlanta here. Uh, and I'll, I, the three definitely waffling on if we get three and a half, which uh, to your point, it's about three and a quarter right now. It's a three and a half points bet, three and a half at DraftKings. And everywhere that I see three, it is not 110. It's all my, it's 105, 104, even a flat, uh, it's flat, even money at Caesars. So definitely it's going to move to three and a half. So uh, if you lean Atlanta, definitely give it another probably, what, 12 hours in the cycle of this books and it will be there. Yeah, and I definitely think the over is in play here. We just saw that shootout with Atlanta and Carolina. Um, and Chargers have just not shown that they're a great defense at, uh, at all. They, they lost J.C. Jackson for the season. He wasn't playing well at all anyway. So, um, you know, uh, I mean, do you think you think that's a live dog to, to straight up win? Or would you just stick with just the points on that one? I mean, seeing what we've been seeing, if you're gonna if you're gonna bet the dog yeah. uh, in the NFL, you might as well sprinkle some on the money line. So no shit. You know, that, no and and shit. The, other, the other thing is too, this is this is the type of team that the Chargers will go on the road and throw up their skirts for as well. Full so, retard. Full they don't, retard. They don't seem to be a very mentally tough team. And the one thing that I've seen about Atlanta, it's double edged sword. It's something to like, but also not like. Is they don't come out of their game plan, uh, they're going to continue to try to run the football. They don't give a fuck, um, mostly because Mariota sucks at passing, obviously. <laughs> but secondly, that they're just they're just determined. It didn't matter when they were getting blown out by Cincy; they were still just trying to run the ball. They can't do anything else. So yeah, no, that's that, their that's that's, also that's their identity. The, that's a good thing that they know what they are. Right. So that's a bad thing as far as they don't have a second gear, and the Chargers come out and blow doors. They're in trouble, but. It's also a very good thing. It shows they're a tough-nosed football team that's just going to keep grinding uh, until the final whistle. And the Chargers, again, they don't seem to be, at least so far, a very mentally tough team to me. No, and they're the Chargers are, uh, per PFF, 20th against the run. Um, so I think Atlanta's going to have success here, buddy. All right, moving on to those. Oh, fuck. New York J-E-T-S, yeah. Jets, Jets, Jets. Mm. Oh, Christ. Take a break. That took about as much out of me as watching fucking Zach Wilson try to play quarterback every no. fucking Sunday in the NFL does. No doubt. Uh, they're plus 12 and a half at home versus the goddamn monsters that are the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, 12 and a half. That, that line's ticking down. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's going to be on the... Well, I, I can't say that. A lot of the quote-unquote sharps are just going to muscle memory take the Jets, the huge, gigantic division Edge. dog here at home, and they're just going to do it. And at 13, you know, it, it may be... I, actually, this is ticking the, the way I didn't think it would. I thought it would tick up, and you might be able to grab a 14 uh, closer to game time, but I mean... Apparently, it's going to tick the other way. But, man, how do you... I mean, yes, that's the side to take. You take the Jets at home. You take you take all those points in a division game. <clears throat> but, god damn, does that not feel square as fuck? Taking that with the fucking... The firepower of Buffalo. Um, but, with that said, you know, the Bills just didn't... They, they just let a team backdoor them uh, uh, in Green Bay 
they're that's at least twice this year we've seen them not do what they've done in the past, which is just continue to boat race people. So maybe, maybe Buffalo's a little bigger pitcher here this year, and when they do get that huge lead, they're not just uh, gonna, you know, continue to gas, you know, gas pedal to the floor. They definitely could, and they could win this game fifty to nothing, and all this means nothing. However, I think the smart side, the sharper side, is just to take the points at home and cross your fingers that dumbass uh, Wilson doesn't just lift up his skirt and show the world. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to lean to the Jets and just hold my nose. Yeah, so the number's with you on that. Uh, our new spot stats uh, are on Buffalo, but it's in Buffalo where it's been the most coin flip of spots uh, so far in these new stats. So that's a that's a good sign. And then you do have this trend, so week nine and on, uh, from 2015 and on, home dogs between 10 and 14 points that score 20, at least 22 points a game versus a team that scores 29 points a game in division, 17 and 13, so 56.7% to the dog there on the cover. And a bigger part inside that trend, Longhorn 11 and 17 to the under, 39 percent yeah right there going on if you see the market has already read that because it opened at 47 and a half you can still catch some 47s but it's down to 46 and a half in a lot of places so oh yeah a lot of the sharper sides already on what i'm talking about they know this trend so it's it's going to be one of those things that and those are correlated boys and girls so yeah. if you want to take the jets you got to fucking you got to lean to the under as well i was about to say that looks heavily <laughs> correlated and um, you know, 90, 96% of the cash is coming in on the under. So that, that will just keep going down. So you want to get that in as soon as possible. And, uh, 82% of the cash is coming in on the jets at plus 12 and a half. Well, that probably most of that came in when they were at 13, but, um, yeah, all the, yeah. all the tickets are coming in on Buffalo. All the cash is coming in on the jets and you've been listening long enough. You know what that means. Yeah. What other, um, just one last note on that. It's a great point that you made on Buffalo. Uh, letting Green Bay kind of back in and not just stomping on their throats. And I, I brought it up on last week's podcast that, you know, the good game plan for Buffalo to do against Green Bay was actually to run the ball, you know, quite a bit because Green Bay is so bad against the run. And they did run the They made a concerted effort to run the ball more than they normally do. They didn't keep their high-flying act working they didn't you know they played a more lower variance game and I think that's a sign of a maturing coaching staff and maybe a little bit of maturing of Josh Allen Mr. John Wayne up there and them just kind of reining him in a little bit saying hey big fella we know you're Superman but let's just fucking let's take this W and get the fuck out of here and I think in this division Mm -hmm. matchup you know I think that's a good way to look at that too so I'm with you on the Jets on that all right all right, moving on. Those Chicago Bears <laughs> laid a fucking egg last week. They're at home now, and they are five-point home dogs in those My Hammer Dolphins. Yeah, five-point home dogs. You already know that I'm going to be on Chicago here. Um, since the bye uh, for Chicago, it's been two games, and they're scoring, I believe they scored 29 last week, and 33 against new england uh both games on the road so and and you know i spoke about it last week it, it 
uh, preview in the Dallas game, and I said that it looked like they finally figured out, a, which, I mean, God, I don't know why it took so long, but, like, yeah, you got a limited passing quarterback who's a, a young quarterback and limited weapons use his fucking legs, and they did that against New England, worked out for him there, and they definitely did more of that last week against Dallas. So I, in when I'm handicapping this game in Chicago, weather coming on a slow turf that'll slow down Miami's weapons, I mean, this this is this is probably my favorite pick of the week here. Um, not not to win, but like you said, I mean, if, if dogs cover, they usually win. And it, I, and honestly, would it surprise you if if this game gets sloppy? The weather comes into Chicago; it's cold and nasty. Two is out there throwing the ball over the place. Hill and Waddle are slipping, can't get traction, and Chicago wins a a nasty, ugly game. No, it wouldn't surprise you at all. Um, so yeah, this this is one of my favorite picks of the week. Chicago plus the points. I'm going to have them on money lines also. So, yeah. Please tell me the numbers back me up here. Well, before I tell you that, uh, one thing I forgot, sorry, on the Jets game. They are, before the bye, a home dog. That is the most profitable position to be in as well. 25 and 15 ATS on that. So, you got that also going for you on the Jets. So, one last note on that one. Moving on to this game. Yes, uh, we're at Chicago. Yeah, Chicago is the numbers agreement. Chicago is yes. in the agreement for the new drive data that we are pulling. It also agrees with the power, uh, power rankings. So, again, that's the double whammy there. And then uh, this is actually one of, yeah, this is one of the best trends that I got to pull all week. So, uh, 2015 and on, week nine and on, home dog three to six. And this is a little bit. Uh, complicated, but follow me here on the logic. <laughs> so, coming off being a road dog between 7 and 10 points, you don't win and you don't cover. Which means you didn't meet expectations, you didn't win. Now you're coming home, you're a dog again between 3 to 6, which means the market says, hey, these guys fucking suck, they were just a big dog, they didn't fucking cover, they're coming home, of course they're going to be a fucking dog. Again, well, those teams in that position, 6-2-1 ATS, 75%. 3-6 to the under on that, 33%. So that under is hitting at 66% of the time. Now, up to this, if the opponent was that they're playing in the same situation was on the road last week, which Miami was, it's 3-1 ATS, so still 75%, but the under is in 4-0 or 0-4, however you want to say it, 100% of the time, that game goes under historically since 2015. So I don't see any other way to look at this except Chicago here. I think your point's well taken about Miami and their offense, what they're going to be able to do. But I think more importantly is what you said about Fields in Chicago. So I was at the uh, Cal and Chicago game and getting to watch it firsthand, Dallas literally – literally played cover one man the entire fucking game. They didn't give a fuck about Chicago's receivers. They didn't give a fuck about Justin Fields throwing the ball. And he ate them up on the ground because, I mean, you're a man, your back's turned right to the quarterback. You're chasing receivers. There's a lot of alleyways for him to run. but And they scored 29 points. So it's not like they weren't successful doing it. But here's the thing. Dallas is one of the three best defenses in all the NFL. Miami, by DBOA, is number 25. 
So if he can do that against Dallas and they're going to be playing man, you know, the whole time, that means Miami, if they want to do that same scenario, he's going to fucking run all up and down their ass. But they don't have the athletes up front or the talent to contain him, at least a little bit that Dallas did, and keep him off the scoreboard for as long as they did. And if they got to go zone, well, now you're getting a young quarterback, big windows to throw in the zone. That's exactly what you don't want to do. That's what Belichick doesn't do, which is why he probably does have, you know, historically bad numbers against running quarterbacks as he wants to play man. He wants tight windows. He wants them to make the, you know those throws that they generally can't make. And I understand the philosophy, but I, I witnessed it firsthand. Dallas got away with it, but a defense as bad as Miami's won't. So, yeah, I love the Bears here. All right. Love it. All right, moving on. Oh, those Washington Redskins. Coming off a win. (laughs) Three and a half point home dogs to those Minnesota Vikings. Sir, coming off a win. (laughs) Let me just, uh, well, I I got rid of it, but I'll I'll put up when I do the handicap. Coming off a win, this team is surging, and this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. So, yeah, Washington is playing finally, and, you know, we had these discussions in the preseason uh, and offseason and all that stuff. They're pl- they're finally playing, and I did, I did give the caveat that Wentz could totally sabotage everything that I thought about this Washington team, and, of course, he absolutely did and lost his starting job because of it, but with Heineke, who is not good, so I'm not saying he's a good quarterback, but... He does. He won't sabotage and kill you most of the time. He can have those games because he's not good. But for the most part, he is better apt at playing complementary football, which when you have a team like Washington who is okay, like sometimes that, that's, the, that's the type of style that you have to play when you're a team like this. You can't have a quarterback that's going to kill you. Uh, you, you just kind of hang in games. You have close games. And you hope to kind of just steal some in the end. And that's what they've been doing for the last couple of weeks. They've been stealing wins, keeping it close, playing good defense, complimentary football, uh, not putting their defense in bad positions with just horrible, you know, sacks and strip fumbles and, and interceptions like Wentz was doing. So you're starting to see what really this team was designed to be. Uh, now, on the other side, Minnesota, I mean, my God, <laughs> you talk about the most regression-due team in football, it is Minnesota. Now, I do think they are a good team. I just don't think they're a great team. So throw the records out, and the way these two teams are playing right now, I don't I don't see a huge, huge difference in these two teams right now and the way they're currently uh, made. And with the regression-due factor for Minnesota and getting three-and-a-half at home for Washington, who's feeling good about themselves Everything points to Washington to me. Um, and actually, yeah, you know what? I will hit the sounder. Go ahead and hit the sounder on this game. I'm going to take Washington with three and a half. I'm going to take them to win this game. I mean, what is what is Minnesota going to go fucking? They're going to go 14 and two or 14 and three? No, they're going to lose some games along the way. And it's time for them to start doing what they normally do every year and do a little crash and burn. So, yeah, Washington wins. All right. 
<clears throat> this has to be an agreement. Has to. No. Oh Numbers my are split God. on this one. Really? And our new spot has Minnesota on the win with this, and it's also in agreement with our power rankings overall has Minnesota covering this. Um, first of all, you got Noontime Cousins. More. Can't ever discount that. And secondly, and most importantly, I've told you, and I've told you, and I've told you, and I've told you again. Tell me again. I keep telling you. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna bet on the Redskins, they have to be right around this line is fine, but it's got to be against a team that cannot score the football. Green Bay cannot score the football. Indianapolis does not score the football. Minnesota, top ten in scoring the football. They score the football. Washington cannot beat a team that scores the football. Now, three and a half, did they hang in with the hook? Possibly. I'm not going to say they don't cover. I don't hate your pick, but I'm definitely not uh, lining up to lay my money behind it because, again, I've watched this team for almost 40 years, and they do not beat a team that can score the football because they never can score the fucking football. I know, but haven't we watched Minnesota forever too? And they always just lose games like this. I mean, they're six and one, man. Like, yeah, but here's the thing: last year they had an inordinate amount, inordinate amount. Yeah, I, trust me, um, I know. One trust, <laughs> yeah, I know you do. A very close losses, and they're getting the regression monster on the good side this year. And I, we said this in the preseason podcast, if you remember. I was down on Minnesota last year. You were up on them. I ended up being right as far as the record. However, the number said you should have been right. And any time the Pythagorean theorem says the numbers should have went the other way, generally the next year they go the other way, and this oh, year they're yeah. going the other way. Now, true. are they are they go the way in spades this year for Minnesota? Yeah, a little bit. Right, They're getting a little fortune here and there. However, they're not, like you said, they're not a bad football team. They're a good football team. They're not a great football team. They're definitely not... In the echelon of the, you know, Cowboys, Philly, 49ers, uh, but they're in that next tier, and Washington is not in any tier. So, <laughs> yeah, Washington's won two in a row. I it's mean, time for them to eat shit, and they're at home. Yeah. And you know, historically at home, they suck shit. They have no home field advantage. They'll be, it'll be 80% Vikings fans there. No. And, yeah. What? Yeah, it will. It will be. I promise you. So, based on the fact that, the sounder already went off. I can't take it back, so I'll stick with it. But um, I can't argue with a lot of what you just said. And I don't, and I don't, I don't feel strong enough to show bet you on it. So I'm not like totally dissing your pick. I'm just saying historically, this does not work out for them. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, moving on. Oh, oh, sorry. One quick thing. Uh, I didn't find anything good on the spread on that one, but in this particular situation. And the market's actually backing me up on this, too. So, since 2015 and Week 9 and on, home dogs between 3 and 4 that score 18 points or less a game versus a team that scores 25 points a game, at least 6 and 11 to the under. And if you look at the over-under, it went from 44 down to 43.5 now. So, it's already being hit pretty heavily by the people in the know on that one. Where are the points in the NFL, for God's sakes? 40 fucking three. Get out of here. 43 and one team scores 25 a game. Oh so right. that ain't good. Moving on. Oh, oh your goddamn Detroit Lions. <sighs> oh, have you heard this before? The three and a half point home dogs to the fucking Green Bay Packers. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what we've never heard before is a Aaron Rodgers Green Bay game that is a hello corner TV game. Put him in a corner. Get out of here, Aaron. You're fucking kicked to the corner. You're not a good team anymore. You you are. It's painful to watch. It's painful to watch Green Bay right now and all that just, I mean, the same look of, of Aaron Rodgers when he comes off the field every time. Just amazement that he has that his team is that bad. Uh, he's probably thinking every time, like, Adams would have caught that. Adam Adams is good. What? <laughs> where, where is he at? Hey, hey, has anybody seen my good friend <laughs> Devontae Adams? Has anybody seen? <laughs> so, I mean, in this game... Yes, of course. <laughs> of course the three and a half at home for Detroit should be the side. You got two bad teams. One's getting three and a half at home. Of course it's fucking Detroit at home, and that's the way I should lean. Uh, but I, I can't fucking do it. I'm not going to do it. I just, I'm just not, unless the numbers tell me to, then I will. Uh, but but uh, as far as the value, you know, so for some reason... All the tickets, not all, but the majority of the tickets and certainly the majority of the cash is coming in on Detroit. So, look, man, it, just like the, we're all suckers for Detroit. We're just, we're all suckers for Detroit. Uh, but by the way, bitch boy Swift, made of glass, he's not playing again. So, they're just not the same without Swift. Uh, they just threw up the white flag and traded Hawkinson. I don't know how you back a team like that. So, Yes, the numbers say you should lean that way. I don't know if I can. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really in the same boat. I, oh, fucking hate this team. Yes, of course, the numbers are on Detroit. How could they fucking not be? I knew they fuck, would be. They're getting three, getting three and a half. You look at fucking... Let's just look at overall. And I didn't even look at this. I'm just doing this live. So Detroit's 23rd overall. Where the fuck is Green Bay at? Green Bay's still 13th. Jesus Christ. Somehow they're still 13th, I guess. I can't anyway. can't do it. I cannot take Detroit. I just I, I refuse to. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but they're, I just refuse to yeah. take them. So just to finish the handicap, that the numbers do agree. The they are in the best spot in our uh, new yards per or not yards per drive, but whatever the new kind of per drive breakdown that we're doing. Their agreement there. Uh, they also have a trend on them it's since 2015 week eight and on home dogs of two and between two and four with less than 50 percent winning percentage versus a team with less of so in other words two losing teams 24 and 17 to the cover there however if you look in division that number goes down 27 to 33 so 45 percent that's since 2015. All time, it's only 40%. So in the last six years, it's gotten 5% better towards the coin flip. But still, those two are just conflicting to each other. Uh, the only thing I the only thing I have here to support Detroit is the numbers, and I got nothing else. There's no, no. there's nothing game plan I can point to. There's just there's there, and you know historically, Aaron Rodgers he fucking just owns this team and the Bears. He always has a little trouble with the Vikings, but. Although Detroit will clip them every once in a while. I think they did beat them once last year, if I remember right. Yeah, and look, I mean, if, if Green Bay wins, they're 4-5. and five. I mean, I know it feels like their season's over, and I, and I just said that, but it's not. It, like, it's, their season's not no, over. They're so. very much alive for the playoffs. Yeah. It's like, 
I don't I don't remember. I didn't look at the standings. I, I think there's like six teams that are above 500 in all the NFC. Like, but it's all up for grabs as far as the wild card goes for. But they are in the corner, so they are in the corner for this week. Yeah, nobody wants nobody wants to watch either one of these fucking teams. <laughs> Aaron fucking Prime is in his ayahuasca. Where the fuck he's drinking? Whatever the fuck. It's ayahuasca. Called. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> moving on. Those New England Patriots at home. Consensus five and a half point home favorites versus Indianapolis Colts. <clears throat> yeah, this is another Hello Corner TV game, but I'm I'm not going to put them there just just because I don't know. It's you want to know why it's out of respect. That's why I'm going to respect the old <laughs> man. Um, look, here's the deal. We know that Belichick against rookie quarterback, or yeah, he is a rookie. I think is Eleanor a rookie, or is this a second year? I think he's a rookie. Yeah, but it, it's rookie and second year is the stats. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So he he just destroys these guys. Uh, we saw a little bit of that last week with Wilson. <clears throat> um, and I watched a little bit of that Washington and Indy game. And like you've talked in the past, running quarterbacks give um, give Belichick kind of, it's kind of his kryptonite. What happened to Ellinger? Because I watched him play at Texas, and he was a fucking bowling ball, just just running all over the place. And I saw him last week, and he looks like he has monkeypox and AIDS and everything mixed up because he looks fucking <laughs> tiny. And they mentioned that he, you know, played at a heavyweight at, in college and has lost like twenty pounds in the NFL. Which I mean, come on, if you're if you can't be a running quarterback. And, and you're not a good passing quarterback. And now you're going to New England. Th- th- it's a confusing game because all the all the money's coming in on Indy. It, everything's point. All the sharps are coming. In. I don't get it. To me, it's a smash spot for New England. Um, you know, we saw it, Indy basically played this same team last week with Washington, a team that wants to just run the ball, control the ball. Play a little defense and get out of dodge with the win. Except, except this New England team, I think, is much better than Washington and a much a way better coach team. So I don't know, man. Like I'm confused. I think that this is a smash spot for Indy, but uh, all the numbers seem to be pointing, at least that I've seen, pointing to Indy. So I was curious to see what you have to say about this game uh, to to help me out on which way to lean. What do you got? Yeah, the numbers are split on this one. It's actually a zero-point delta on our power rating, so no real value in the marketplace there. Now, if you look at the summer line, Indy was plus one and a half. <coughs> so if you want to say four points, is a downgrade from what Matt Ryan was to whatever this kid is. I don't know, man. I think you're just kind of you're grasping at straws at that point because uh, – Matt Ryan was not an average NFL starter, obviously, and we don't know what this case made one start. Obviously, wasn't very good in it. But to your point, as far as New England being better than Washington, yeah, of course they are. They're 14th in DVOA. Overall, Washington is 25th. More importantly, Washington has the 15th defense in DVOA. New England has the 6th. Okay, so, so, so Washington was losing up until like the last seconds of that game last week. Yeah, it took, yeah. It took Heineke... Heineken fucking chugging a beer and fucking doing some big ball shit that went to your points that Wentz would never make that throw mm-hmm. to Scary Terry. He ne- he would never do it. Mm-hmm. 
So that takes some fucking, hey, I got nothing to lose, fucking big balls on the line, and that is the fucking variance between a Wentz and a fucking Heineken. It's not just their fucking physical talent or whatever. It's just the fact that the one guy's got nothing to fucking lose. He's, I mean, literally, he shouldn't. He knows he shouldn't be in this league, so he didn't give a shit. He's, he, he's playing with house money the whole fucking time. Yeah. Now, you can say that about Ellinger, too. We know that, but he don't know that yet. It's only his second start. And they're not going to let him. I mean, you saw last week, Frank Wright is not going to let him go out and play a high variance fucking style. They're going to try to ground and pound and use their defense to, I guess, try to control New England. But again, New England is a team that can score the ball, even with the McCookie monster back there. And they'll play a low variance style as well. So, And is Taylor going to play? Like, I mean, he's sitting out of practices again. They just traded for Zach Moss and traded away uh, Neha. Well, I can never say his name. Hines, the running back, the the little scat back. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, they're bringing in insurance uh, for for Taylor. He's obviously... Even if he does, he's not not been the same dude. Week one, he was awesome. After that, he has not been the same guy. He's been banged up the whole... So, even if he plays, you're getting 70%, 80%, maybe, of that dude. Their offensive line hasn't looked the same. Nothing has looked the same this year with that team as they did last year. I think they're a sinking ship, and I don't think they've hit bottom yet. I don't think this line is bottom. Now, obviously, the market thought it was at six. Is that Again, like you said, they bought it down to five and a half already, and maybe at six it was more attractive. Five and a half, there's no fucking chance I could back Indy at all. I'm not jumping to lay five and a half, but like you said, Belichick versus first and second year quarterbacks. New England is in... Uh, one of the best spots of our new data. And the summer line kind of lines up. So, yeah. I'd have to lay them if, I, if, if you made me play. Yeah, Ellinger's going to be seeing ghosts. And like you said, he's not a running quarterback. So. Oh, no, not anymore. He's got the AIDS. Got the AIDS. All right, moving on. The whole city <laughs> got, with the AIDS. He got the Cincinnati. monkey box like you. Oh, God. Uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> Minus seven and a half over those Carolina Panthers. Yeah, this is this is such a smash spot to me for Cincinnati that I didn't even like. It's such a situational smash spot that I didn't even do a write up. Like this is the spot for Cincy. This is this is blowout bounce back. Uh, a, a team that just a team that just gave. They're fucking all again in Carolina. They just they just gave everything they had and came up short against a team that's not anywhere near as good as Cincy. Because guess what? We saw these two teams play, and Cincy blew out Atlanta. Um, so situationally, home run spot. I love Cincy here. Uh, the seven and a half is out there to dangle and tease and. And and beg you people to come in to take um, to take that seven and a half as a dog, and since he's going to win his game by 10, 14 points, so I love Cincy here. Well, they are coming in because it's down to seven at Caesars and win Good. already. Good. Um, but then on the other side, it's minus one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely all moving. That's more like seven and a quarter at this point. Uh, on this one, the numbers are on Carolina, of course. Because since he just has not played well enough to have that kind of margin over anybody, quite frankly, even the worst team in the league, which Carolina very much is by our power rankings. 
Uh, since he's just not that good a football team by the numbers. Now they've shown that they can be in spurts for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the loss of Chase. Well, of course, we had Cleveland on Monday. If you're a client of ours, you know that. Uh, that wasn't much of a football game. Yeah, but that same the same thing, though. That was a situational, just horrible spot for Cincy. So, you know, like... Th- yeah, for sure. Um, so, and Cincy right here, speaking of situationals to support you, home favorite... Uh, oh, sorry. And the Patriots are on this, too. My bad. Home favorite before by 48-34-2. So, again, the second most advantageous spot to be... For the buy is a home favorite, so the Patriots and Cincy both fall into that. Uh, the only thing on Carolina here are the numbers, and then in this trend, week nine and on home favorites between seven and nine with a fifty percent winning percentage versus a team that has a less than thirty percent winning percentage. Eight and fourteen against the spread, thirty-six point four percent. And if you just take that team up to fifty percent, the opposing team that is. Still 17-27, 38.6%. So the big home favorite in this position historically does not work out well. Again, that is against the spread. Doesn't mean they won't win the game. However, something to think about. But other than that and the numbers, like I said, the situational spot, I agree with you. The Cincy, I agree with you. On the Carolina thing, the only other pushback we'll have is if there's any kind of hangover bounce, um, you know, maybe they start to show some belief in Carolina and in, in, in my boy PJ Walker. Which, by the way, uh, that one throw that he made at the end of that game, mm-hmm. uh, that's I, I heard somewhere it was the longest recorded air throw. I don't know if it was ever, but it was like at least in the last 20 years. Air completion. Yeah, from I spot think, to spot. I think it they short seventy yards in the air. Yeah, I think they shorted him. Well, it depends on how they mark it because, like, I, I heard it was like sixty-seven yards, and I saw the replay. That I mean, if you just let that ball land, I mean, it was going seventy yards. It would have landed halfway through the end zone, and he threw it from the thirty-five. So that's sixty. That's seventy yards. Now maybe where DJ Moore caught it, it was actually sixty-seven, sixty-eight. But that was up in the air, so it was going to go another two yards. I mean, like, what a fucking throw that was. Oh, my God. Which is- that that throw was so impressive that it got Patrick Mahomes' attention and said that was the throw of the year, right. hands down. Which makes uh, me love Cincy even more, because keep fucking throwing shit like that, and they're going to go the other way. Yeah, I mean, if you need if you need that just to cover a game, yeah. you know, that's probably not a good thing, but it is... Just want to brag on the kid a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know? he's eating. He's, he's eating awesome. a lot of shit so far, but that was a hell of a fucking throw. Big time. All right, moving on. So my Jacksonville Jaguars, one and a half point home dog to our Las Vegas Raiders. You can certainly have those Jacksonville Jaguars this year because, mm-hmm. man, I remember us talking in the preseason leading up, and this was one of the. Um, this is one of the some of the big sharp darling teams was Jacksonville. We couldn't figure it out uh, because we were not high on this team at all. And look, I mean, th- there's whatever it is, there's something they see in this team. I don't really still know what it is. Um, but when you when you do dig into the numbers, when you, at least on the PFF and some of the green line stuff they got, 
and all the breakdowns, it does appear that the team is better than what the two and six straight up and two and six ATS record they have, which unfortunately I think points to quarterback and uh, and the ability to either win or not win at the end of these games. Uh, a lot of times it comes down to the quarterback, uh, but this is a another smash spot in this game for the Raiders. Um, last week it came out that they were dealing with a lot of uh, the flu bug was flu bug was going around. Apparently you were hanging out in Vegas with some of the Raiders and you caught some <laughs> of that. Um, and because hotel tells out of school, uh, sir. sorry, no, let's close the curtain. But like, a, we know that new Orleans is not 24 to nothing better than the Raiders and what happened last week. So, you know, should the flu matter that much? No, it shouldn't. They should have played better. But they did stay out. They did not come home to Vegas last week. They flew straight to Florida. They're doing like a little boot camp type thing. Uh, staying out here, getting ready for the Jaguars. This is, a to me, a perfect bounce-back spot for the Raiders to get. Uh, and, and the line, it, it was one and a half. Is that what you just said for, for the current line? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're you're well under three points on a team that's, that's way better than they showed last week. Embarrassed. That performance was embarrassing. And now they get to play and stay out in Florida and play a team that they're probably just way better. No, well, not way better, but definitely better than. And it just feels like two teams going in different directions. And I love a team coming off an embarrassing uh, spot like like Vegas did last week. So, uh, big lean for me to Vegas here. What do you got? Well, uh, if you like Vegas, just hang on because it's going to move to two. It's already at the two one spot, and it's juiced at one and a half everywhere. Well, why would I want that? I'd rather have it at one and a half. Oh, sorry, my bad. They're minus. I'm yeah, sorry. they're the minus. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> my fault. Yeah, grab them now. Yeah, I did. That's what I said. Listen, <laughs> listen to that guy. I definitely did. Uh, and one other thing to support you on the bounce back. So. Teams coming off a shutout loss in 2015 are 27-10 ATS. That's a nice 77% trend right there. That's yummy. And that is the only thing that's keeping me from slamming the table on the Jaguars. Because the Jaguars are the numbers agreement. The Jaguars are the honey spot in our new... Let me get into it. They're the honey spot in our new data agreement as well. Uh, since 2015, week nine and on, home dogs one to two and a half, less than 50 percent winning percentage versus another team less than 50 percent winning percentage. Trend of the week right here: 23, 10 and one ATS, 69.7 percent. And if you go even lower, if both of them are lower than 40 percent winning percentage, which both teams are, 11 and two ATS, 84. Point six percent and eight and five to the over on that Longhorn sixty-one and a half percent. I don't know which way the market's moving there. It's, yep, moving up. Yeah, it's going to go over because there's ninety percent on the over in cash. So yeah, it's going to go up. So eleven and two. You got Jacksonville on that trend. You got the over falling on that, and then like I said, you got the numbers agreement, and then just for what it's worth, Jacksonville's number seventeen team in DVOA, and Vegas is the 2016 overall DVOA. Uh, I will agree with you 100% that the quarterback for Jacksonville has not played well enough to realize some of these stats they're putting up. However, 
we've seen some quarterbacks have not played well get to play the Raiders, and they look pretty damn good when they play the Raiders, uh, a la the midget, when they were winless, went out there and beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember who else. I think Russell Wilson might have got a win against them somehow. Or the other way, I can't remember, but... Um, yeah, that yeah. I mean that that Arizona win was a little fraudulent. I, it was like a fumble touchdown late. I mean it just yeah. No doubt, no doubt. But Calamari did in the, at least in the second half, kind of spark their kind of re- renaissance they've had playing against them. So home spot, you're the dog. This is Jacksonville's normal place to be. Less than three. I you know I like the Jags on the money line here. Um, yeah, the, the shutout trend is the only really thing that Vegas has going for them, and that's a big trend. But again, I found one that's 84.6% against it, and the over is steaming like a motherfucker. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on. Oh, the aforementioned Circus Midgets, home favorites, minus two over the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, this is one of the games that I was going to lean on you because I really, uh, I really don't. It's a, it's one of those. This happens all the time. It's one of these curious lines that makes me raise my eyebrows, and um, and feel like there's something fishy going on, or maybe there's something I'm not seeing or not. I don't, I don't have all the information because to me, the way better team is Seattle, uh, on the field. Now take. You know, if, you, if you're taking into priors, then of course it, it's a little closer to to um, than than what it appears. But on the field, these are just not two teams way different, and the line is what'd you say it was? Uh, still Seattle catching points, so yeah. they're basically saying that either depending on how many how many points you get for home field, that these are even teams, or at one point in this. Uh, in this week and where the point spreads were the Arizona was better and I don't see that so it, it's the obvious play to me is to take Seattle and the points take Seattle on the tees take Seattle on the money line take Seattle every which way you can it feels trappy though it feels like I'm missing something um so I was gonna I was gonna throw it to you and see what you got because like there's got to be something that's pulling this line down lower to what I think it should be and I'm curious to see what you have to say on yeah, uh, I'm 100% with you. Uh, the numbers are in Seattle. There's no way they're not going to be. Uh, Seattle is, again, in the best spot in our new data. And um, since week nine, and on home favorites between one and three in the division, less than 50% winning percentage versus a team that has over 60% winning percentage, 10 and 14 and one. It's a spread 41.7%. However, I think... What's drawing everybody's ire is this monstrous trend working in Seattle, and that is the week before London. Teams are 26 and 40 all time, 40 percent, mm. uh, and and already 0 and 2 this year. So it's already uh, working okay. and getting okay. it's, actually, it's getting less than 40 percent. So I think that that is what's driving. Because other than that, I have no fucking idea. It should be a pick. Game. This game should be pick. Well, if you look at DVOA. Seattle is the number six overall team. Arizona is the 30th mm. overall fucking team. If you look at our power rankings, Seattle on a neutral is four points better than Arizona. Which way is so, the, which way is the 
is the line moving from open? It's it's moving towards. Oh, it's moving towards Seattle. It's moving towards Seattle. Okay, because I've got ninety percent cash coming in. So, but they're not moving it for what you're saying. What the numbers should be, and it's only moved a point, a point and a half. Feels like Vegas. It feels like Vegas is taking a stand, and they don't mind taking all this Seattle money, which scares the fuck out of me. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the thing that threw me on it too. Uh, I, the only thing I can think of is that before London trend again. It's very heavy. It's over sixty percent at this point. Like I said, it's already two and zero this year, uh, and hmm. that's really the only thing I think because on the field there is no comparison. There, Seattle is the better football team. They'd be much better for, like I said, four points by our power rankings on a neutral field, better than Arizona. I I I, I don't get it. Yeah. So the the only way I could play it would be Seattle. That's that's all I could say. It's dangerous. Maybe that should have been the danger zone game. <laughs> Maybe that one should have been. <laughs> all right, moving on. It's Tom Brady, Buccaneers, three point home favorites over the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, up to three now. I mean, this is a boring game. This could also be a, a Hello Corner TV game. But the fact that it's up to three kind of puts me in that no man's land. I do like Tampa. I like them a lot at at two and a half. At three, I'll still lean to Tampa. Um, it, it just feels like two teams, well, actually, neither one of them are going the right direction. But it feels like one team has a chance to get it going the right direction. And that's Tampa uh, simply because they play in a division that's just terrible. So, you know, at some point you got to believe the old man gets things back on track. And overall, they just do have a better roster than this Rams team. Um, now, that's not to say that you know Ramsey and and Aaron Donald can't couldn't just wreck you know this whole thing, uh, and it doesn't matter. But you know, uh, Cooper Cup, he he's. He's, you know, dealing with a knee or, or whatever he's dealing with. He's not practicing. He'll play, but he, you know, if, if he's limited at all, what, what is what is L.A.? How are they going to score? Um, and and you've got three or less than three in the line, Tampa Bay at home. Yeah, it's just a it's a, it's a layup for, for Tampa Bay here. Yeah, and this is a rare, rare occasion that this happens, but our numbers agree on Tampa Bay. This is a very rare occasion, um, just because they're generally laying so many fucking points that just right. you can't make uh, <clears throat> you can't make a logical line stretch that far without web weighing in very heavily scheduling and all all kinds of other shit. Um, but the new uh, the new data does come in on the Rams on this and Tampa Bay is the other team on that before London. Uh, trend as well so that's definitely worrisome Uh, but if you look at like you said how are the Rams going to score the football they are 23rd in DVOA in offense 23rd and that's with what's been a healthy Cooper Cup so far catching 20 balls a fucking game for 200 yards whatever the fuck he does mm-hmm. like you said he's their whole fucking offense without that dude they're not going they're not going anywhere they missed out on the McCaffrey sweepstakes they were all fucking in they just didn't quite have the chips to get it and when they missed out on that I think they missed out on any kind of chance of resurrection with their season uh, it's not a game that I'm interested in playing but if I had to play it I guess I would go with the old man but I would wait because 
It is at two and a half at win. Well, maybe not wait. Just maybe see where you can grab it. It's two and a half at win. Uh, the plus three is getting some juice on it, so it's moving towards the two and a half. So probably just waits and take Tampa when they slide back down to the two and a half. And hope that Tommy Boy can uh, save us by the fucking field goal. Oh yeah. All right, moving on. Those Tennessee Titans. Jesus fucking Christ. Hmm. 12 and a half point road dogs versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. It's, I mean, uh, Tannehill's listed as questionable. I don't I don't have the injury reports or I, I don't have any like, you know, it's Wednesday when we record. So it's pretty. He's not fucking there, playing. I mean, there's no way he's playing. I mean, why is he not listed as doubtful? Well, okay. Here's what I will say. Real quick, if if he was playing, this line should be nine. If he's not playing, the line should be fourteen. Okay, so they're hedging. So there's a chance. They're right in the middle. Yeah, there's okay. a chance. Okay, that's that's great information because that's what I was going to ask you. So yeah, I will. I will. I mean, if you're just, it's kind of like a free roll. Just just put your smallest, lowest amount on Tennessee at the twelve and a half. You know, like look, even if even if. Tannehill doesn't play. Yeah, they're probably going to get blown out. Probably. But Tennessee's a proud franchise. They're a well-coached team. Even with a terrible quarterback, crazy things could happen. So it's not like your bet is completely dead. If Hooker, or not Hooker, what's his name? Um, Willis. Willis. Even if Willis plays, it's not like your bet's dead. But if by chance Tannehill nuts up and goes in there, well, then you're looking at three points of value or more, uh, and it's game on. So... Yeah. It, other other than that, it's just if, if you if you want a free roll on Tennessee, then go for it. If not, you know. But yeah, I will say, like, I mean, Kansas City's not the team that rolls people up, though. Like, I mean, teams they're way way better than they don't really blow them out. It seems like they blow out good teams, like like San Fran. Like, well, if it, it seems like the, the teams they play that are the big spot games, the big prime time. Like, let's do those teams seems to be the teams they blow out when they play these. Uh, lower dregs, they, they don't seem to like run it up uh, historically. I don't have the numbers to back that up. It just feels that way. Um, but yeah, just auto auto lean to Tennessee and the huge points here. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time in this game either because I don't know what Malik Willis is. Um, he said he played one game and he fucking uh, they let him throw nine passes, I think. Yes! And he completed six of them, oh, so that's pretty good. Oh, killing it. Fucking killing. And they won a football game by like 30 fucking points and they completed six passes. Because they just lined up and ran Derrick Henry Get some. down Houston's throat <laughs> and Houston's like, thank you, sir. Can we have another? <laughs> they, Get some. They never fucking tried to do anything else. It was the most amazingly oh, terrible thing. And I sit there and watched almost that whole game until I almost puked in my that's what gave you monkeypox. You watched that game. It probably it was watching that <laughs> fucking game. Watching Davis Mills attempt to play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, you got the I fucking, I'd rather have Malik Willis. Yeah. All I right. swear to God. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, though, lean to your point, home favorite after the bye. 45 and 45 now. Um, so not a great spot to be in after the bye is a home favorite. It's usually a very lazy spot, yeah. a very letdown spot, and this is the perfect letdown opportunity. Mm-hmm. You've got a team that you're clearly better than, just, a kid that just fucking showed up. Just get out with there's a no, win. There's no way 
Uh, Andy Reid's pulling out any of his bag of tricks in this fucking game. The only thing that scares me about that narrative is that it's, this is the primetime um, game. Like, if it was not the standalone, I would certainly feel better about that. But, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes those primetime spots, you know, it's... You might... Yeah, but you're talking about... I, I would worry more about like that with a Buffalo... Again, that hasn't won anything, but it's great, but hasn't won anything. That's true. Kansas City's won the Super Bowl, been in the Super Bowl. Mahomes MVP. Andy Reid's been there, done that. They're not, I mean, if they blow this team out organically, which they absolutely could, just say, hey, let's run our offense and see what happens. And they can just blow them out because if Willis can't fucking complete more than six passes, first of all, if he can't complete more than six passes or if they Hmm. don't let him attempt more than six passes, they are toast. They're going to have to open up. That opens up variants which is always going to go most likely against their favor. So, so, I mean, like you said, small bet, not even a unit on Tennessee, maybe. But, yeah, yeah definitely not something I'm, like, dying to play. All right. All right, moving on. Monday Night Football. Ba, 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 da, ba, da. Oh, those New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Well, they rolled up last week. Now they're two-and-a-half home or two-and-a-half-point home dogs to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and you know what? Fuck it. Monday night, I, you know, call me a homer. Call me uh, just trying to have a, maybe I got a bias. I don't care. Let's make this, because I haven't hit a lot. I think I've hit one, one sounder. Make this the big dick pick of the week. Let's go. I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Big floppy donkey dick. Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice dick. I'm going to put my dick in. And here's the deal. Like, maybe, maybe what we saw with New Orleans is fool's gold. It's very possible. Or maybe this is finally the team, just like with Washington, like I said, with Washington. Maybe this is the team that they were built to be because, like, we've been talking about for weeks. We don't understand what's happening to this defense. It's the same defense they've had for years, uh, basically, and the same coach. What's going on? And we finally saw some of that last week. If that can carry over, and and these things happen in the NFL, like like the NFL is so long, and and there's like so many sections of a season, like you know, you basically take them quarterly, and and teams can change from one quarter to the next, and certainly one half to the next. And this is a New Orleans team that is not out of the division championship. They're they're not a team that's done, even though they're three and five. They win this game. And, uh, you know, Atlanta loses and, and Tampa, like, I mean, just they're right in it is basically what I'm saying. It's a Monday night game. They're feeling good. New Orleans is going to be crazy. I just, it just feels like this is, this is the spot for them to kind of keep this momentum going. Now, if, if Baltimore comes down here and just blows their doors off, then yeah, it's, it's basically over. Like if they lose this game and they get boat race, that's pretty much the nail in the coffin for this team. And you'll start to see probably more give up and quit in them going forward. So this is kind of like a let's let's just all effort, all hands on deck. We got a shot. We're not dead. Just full momentum. So, yeah, I, I love the Saints here, plus two and a half. I've already teased them up to the eight and a half, and obviously I'll, in the way I'm speaking, I'm going to have them on money lines also. So let's go Saints. All right. Well, the numbers are split on this one. Uh, Baltimore is in uh, the spots in our new data to pick up the W here. And if you look at best trend on this one, teams that pitch a shutout, which would be New Orleans, 
But are the dogs the next week are 16 and 25 against the spread. Is that good? That's 30. Not good. 37.5%. <laughs> now, if you take that, though, and combine it with the fact they're only dogs at 2 4, then that brings them up to 40% from the spread. Is that so good? A little bit better. A little bit better. Um, I just think that. I think your point about teams and quarters is an excellent fucking point. Excellent point. But my side of that point is Baltimore for the first quarter to kind of half the season was, you know, a very middling team. And now this last quarter, they really started to get their shit together. They're all the way up to number four in DVOA at this point. Their defense has improved mightily. Now it's still very average. It's still very average. So it's not great. But it's went from basically bottom of the league up to average. That has been their big jump in their team. The offense has been pretty good all seasons far from an efficiency standpoint. Now they turn the ball over too much. That's cost them some games along the way. But I think that's another position where, you know, the Ravens are in that same position where they're fighting for their division. Their season's also obviously very much not dead. And they they're turning the page they're looking towards another division crown, and they're trending definitely that way. And nobody else in their division is really trending with them since it's kind of up and down still. We'll see what happens. And then before the buy away favorite, which Baltimore is, 22-17, and 17, so they got that trend working for them too. I think they're in a good spot all the way around, and I would have to go Baltimore here uh, if it was me. But... I do think it's an interesting game. I think it's – I don't think it's any better than a coin flip either way. So, there's, like I said, the numbers are split. I've got no data. Slam dunk either way on that. But I think in a coin flip, I'll take Lamar to hopefully not fumble the fucking game away. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> I said. Yeah. Or or maybe Andy Dalton will throw the game yeah, away. Yeah, that can happen too. One of the two. Uh, but either way, yeah, I would lean Baltimore there. All right. All right, boys and girls, that's all the wins coming to the air tonight, baby. All right, boys and girls, it's time you all been waiting for. It's time for those free SF free picks of the week, baby. Longhorn, lay it on. All right, the free pick is going to be, I talked about it, Chicago Bears uh, plus five or whatever that's sitting at right now. That's the official free pick, and I'm going to throw in a little money line parlay just for shits and giggles. Let's go on the money line, all three, Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons, and New Orleans Saints to wrap it up on Monday night. That three-team money line parlay pays you 15 to one, and we all do the money dance. I like the sound of that. All right, time for your college free pick of the week. It's going to be those UTSA beep beep Roadrunners. They are on the road at a pickle at UAB. Look, UTSA has had a little bit of up and down this year, but they're still in good position to win their conference, and they are aiming to do just that against the UAB team. It's very, very stout running the football. Well, UTSA is awesome against the run. And UTSA's quarterback has never played better in his entire career. This motherfucker will truck you. He'll throw it over you. He'll do all <laughs> of it, baby. This kid is fucking dynamite. 
And I like the Roadrunners to fucking come out of um, Alabama with a victory there. All right. All right, Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Y'all come back to the patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and get a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all, but more importantly... Sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life. And Bo Steve is, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-on money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie against Steven Tyler. Take us out, baby!